Welcome to another episode of Arthritic Bourbon Packers. It's the day after Christmas. X plus one. X plus one. And you actually went and rode yesterday. I did. I did. So what was the story with that? You had family that weren't, wasn't coming in until later? Yeah. Uh, my wife was actually busy most of the day. It was a kind of a cold and rainy day, a little windy. Not cold by, you know, December standards, but colder than it had been and just kind of an unpleasant day. But I decided I was going to go out and ride. Well, it started out warm. The warmest part of the day was in the morning, right? And mm-hmm. it was going to get colder as the day went on. And it, and it did. It did. <laughs> yep. yep. And it was a little bit misty, kind of light drizzle here and there, yep. off and on. Temperature kind of slowly declined, and there was a little wind, I think, wasn't there? Yep, there was some, and there were there were periods of of more bona fide rain. Mm. You know, where'd you ride to? Uh, Did you leave from home, or where'd you leave from? I left from the office. Okay, I had uh, had drop off some things, and and I put the bike in old Greeny, the old green truck, and then I rode from here, and I went out to uh, to McBain. And then on my way back, I decided to take a different route home. So um, I just made a couple like significant left turns, ended up going up Business Loop and going around the uh, mm-hmm. Cosmo Park. So more people, miles. Yeah, people may not know, but we are we kind of have this connector called the MKT, mm-hmm. and it connects out to the Katy Trail. And during the season when people are really out and about, it's pretty busy. Mm-hmm. There's just a ton of people on it because this is, you know, inside the city limits, there's a lot of a lot of people getting out and enjoying it. And it's a nice connector to get to the Katy Trail, but sometimes we complain about it because, you yeah, know. Congestion. Congestion and mm-hmm. so many people and stuff. But yeah. on a day when it's cold and rainy, probably weren't as many people. Did you see people out? A few. There were a yeah. few. Okay. Uh, only one or two cyclists, a couple of people walking their dogs, but some couples, interestingly, some couples and small groups of people. They were just out, you know, kind of leisurely walking the trail. Well, that's kind of the topic of today a little bit is what does it take to get you out the door, basically? Right? Yeah. To get on the bike and ride. Yeah. We talked a little bit the last time about how a lot of times you just don't feel like you're like, oh, go but then when you get on the bike and you start pedaling and you and you get out there and you're like oh i'm so glad i got out Mm -hmm. and i think that kind of goes with any kind of exercise in general but certainly it's that way with biking in the wintertime because it's it's cold yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i've i've experienced this a lot lately I feel I feel this real drive to get out and, and and exercise i'm in worse shape i need to for physical and emotional health, you know? I mean, I really think I need to get out. But that means the barriers to me right now are more significant. They really do feel like that. And I've been I've been thinking about strategies. How do I how do I make this happen? Yeah. And that's uh, that's the toughest part I think for anybody. I mean, we're coming up on the new year and a lot of people are going to be making their they're New Year's resolutions, mm. right? I don't know why we feel like wintertime's the best time to do that. I know because it's the new the new year, but I mean, I was just listening to some other podcasts today. I was out getting some exercise, walking, and one of the things they talked about was from a lot of times people are from December to January, from Christmas to New Year's, December, that last week of December, mm-hmm. are doing what they call their year-end review. And the year-end review is kind of like looking back at the year month by month. Uh-huh. 
if you can. Not everybody mm-hmm. has that. I know this person was specifically talking about looking at their paper calendar because they utilize yeah. the paper calendar. But a lot of us uh-huh. use an, you know, an electronic calendar or something that keeps our schedules somewhat. Mm-hmm. But they were looking back at it year or month by month for the previous year and just reflecting on what went right and what went wrong and what then they step into the new year thinking about what do I want to do in 2024? And I thought, well, that's probably a very healthy process. And maybe some of us do it kind of less formally, but they were actually approaching this as a a week-long strategy because you and I just recently talked about how that last week of December feels like such a waste sometimes just from a business perspective and so many things. And we have a healthcare business and even though, you know, people are out seeing patients and so forth, it's just like you can't get any traction this yeah. week yeah. because it's that last week of December. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if people feel like that when they're, you know, thinking about their biking and their exercise plans. And there's probably not a single one of us that doesn't need more discipline when it comes to getting regular exercise. Yeah. Yeah, I agree for sure. I mean, it seems like that's the time that, you know, you're like, well, you know, the worst of winter's coming. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, we've and had a few cold days and that's it so far. Right. And and I think people, that's when people tend to like, you see a lot of gym memberships start at the beginning of the year and mm-hmm. all these things. Yeah. And I know that the gym is nice because, you know, you've got climate control yeah, and the ability to take advantage of that. And I'm not opposed to that idea either, but I think it's one of those things that people purchase, use it for a little while. Weather gets nice and you don't touch it again until the next winter. It's kind of a waste, it feels yeah. like, yeah. many times. Yeah, I get like that. My wife, you know, teaches at the gym a little bit. Right. So I've gone to some of her classes before, and I enjoy those. But it just seems to be that it's at, at times that are not convenient for me. So it's not sustainable, most likely. Yeah. You know, so. so if people are out there ready to think about, okay, it's coming new year, What's going to get me out the door when it's zero degrees in January? Yeah. Or what gets me out the door, period? It doesn't have to be just cold weather. It can be any weather. Sometimes even in the nicest days, I don't get out and ride. Yeah, so, too hot. Yeah. You know, there can be uh, precipitation, wind. You know, we get a little bit of everything here. Yeah. Um, but I've I've thought about that, and my solution for that, I've tried different arrangements of gear. You know, I've tried to I've tried to plan for that. In fact, I just, I just, uh, I was at Sam's, bought another like fleece pullover to put under a shell because I didn't want to use my main one all the time. And so I thought, you know, if it's affordable, something's on sale, try it. Try to get a, a couple redundant pieces of, of, uh, of gear so that I, that's one less excuse I have to not go. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it's true. I've talked to some friends that do more outdoor stuff, you know, that, they, they kind of have it figured out, you know, you talk to someone that they can tell you when it's between 30 and 35 degrees, this is what they wear. Yes. They have certain go-to layers depending upon yeah. temperature and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that scientific, which is funny. I, I'm kind of a science minded person, but I don't, I'm not willing to go through that. <laughs> it's <I'll>, true. <laughs> it is ironic a little bit when I think about it because you are the guy who kind of thinks about those things in a very logical yeah. Process usually. So, but there's still enough of, of me that it's like a kid. I think, well, there's the bike. I'm just going to get on it and ride. Right. 
and that's it. So I'm down to be able to walk well, out there. I go. talked to you yesterday morning, and that was kind of your mentality then, which you, or you had been to eat some breakfast or whatever, and you're back, and you're like looking up at the sky, standing outside, talking at the, through the car window, and you're like, I think I'm just going to go on a bike ride. Yeah, yeah. So what is it that you were kind of putting thoughts together, though? Yeah, yeah. So with, with the weather, I think that's it. It's, uh, I don't know. You got to plan it a little bit because I have been out and regretted my decision to go because of I didn't plan for it. You know, that's why I, I, you know, I, I put a big bag on the back and I put a bunch of stuff in it so I can swap out layers since I'm willing to carry the extra weight, you know? Um, but I also have to, I have to really be committed. There's a certain point after which, okay, I'm already, I've been uncomfortable. Now I'm feeling a little better cause I'm generating heat and then I can stay, then I can stay the course, you know? Um, but there's discipline up to that point for sure, you know. Um, I thought about other things too, though. You know, if you not just clothing, but if you've having having some equipment issues, you know, with your bike or things, you know, it'll, it'll still you still get the ride in, but something's not working right, like your your phone mount or something. Um, that can be an issue, and I've dealt with that too. You know, I've thought, well, you know, I don't want to get out there and have trouble with this or that if it's going to be close to dark. My my uh, light has been loose. I keep tightening it up. I think I'm gonna have to overhaul the mounting yeah. configuration there. You know, you got to do some maintenance. That I'm I'm not good at that either. You look at my bike and you probably think, do you ever wash this thing? <laughs> you ever take care of that? Yeah. You know, it'd be a great question about how often people clean their their bikes. I'm sure it depends upon the person, but yeah, yeah. I hardly ever wash mine either. I mean, yeah. I think it depends on the type of bike too. Like when I was using a, like a chain drive, I would, I would, I would take a little better yeah. you know, care with it um, because of all the, all the lateral movement. But now with the, you know, the, the belt drive on the roll off, I, I, I let it go. Yeah. You know, that's one of its advantages. So, yeah. Yeah. Which was last week's episode. If you haven't listened to that, you could hear about roll off and yeah. Gates belt drive. Yeah. Um, you know, and the other thing too, in this, you can accentuate this when it when the weather's bad. I end up thinking, oh, I'm too busy. I'm not going to have time to get right. in. You know, that is a, a really good point. I mean, one of the things we talk about if you do a lot of bike packing, bike touring, is it's a pretty it's a pretty big time commitment to really get miles in. We talk about that a lot because the secret to riding longer being more comfortable in the saddle is to ride longer and to put more time in the saddle. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know that that's not, you know, not everyone can make that happen. And we look at the winter time, the days are the shortest. I mean, we just, we just passed the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's the shortest time of the year as far as daylight hours. So finding time to get out there and ride is harder when it's this time of year than it is maybe in the summertime when it's light until eight thirty or nine o'clock. Yeah. So you try to figure how do I budget my time, not only because of temperature, but also because of just pure daylight this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. It's made me rearrange uh, maybe my work schedule a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'll try to I'll try to um basically sandwich it. I'm willing to to work more on things at home in the evening that I can do and try to get out a little bit earlier, even though it's colder. 
Yeah. You know, and I, I'm fully realizing not everyone has that control of their schedule, but I think a lot of people have more control than they give themselves credit. Yeah. I'll, I'll use a friend of ours as an example, but he, he used to, uh, he he owned a uh, a lumber company. He get he would ride his bike to work in the morning, and ride his bike home in the afternoon. And he used it as a source of transportation and and exercise, fitness. Yeah. Now that's the kind of job you can get away with that. But you might be thinking, well, if I'm a a bank executive, I can't very easily ride my bike to the bank, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get sweaty or hot, depending on the time of muddy, muddy, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. the litany of potential problems are and put on my my dress clothes and do my loan officer work and bike home so i know that it's not that easy for everybody yeah yeah no there there some of us you know have a little bit more um you know, a, a career that's a little bit more amenable to that um i know a lot of people though that do exercise during the lunch hour so there yeah. are people who go to the gym during the lunch yeah, hour yeah. but again usually limited to about an hour something yeah. like that yeah and yeah, you can get, you know, 10 or 12 miles in mm-hmm. on a bike ride, you know, unless you're a road cyclist and you can get more. But yeah. most trail riders are going to get 10, 12 miles or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Again, though, you got to think about, am I going to come home sweaty? Yeah. The gym usually has a shower where you can grab a quick shower and clean up if you want to or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a little harder, I think, for people that cycle. Yeah. I think so. You know, you got to have your equipment and the, and, the, and the equipment gets, you know, a dirty bike, dealing with a dirty bike is different than dealing with dirty shoes. True. You know, you can, you can, you can take them off and make accommodations, but you've got to put them in a bag or whatever. Yeah. 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 And then you can lock it up. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty ridiculous about that. I mean, I know that if someone wants to bust a lock, they're going to bust the lock, but um, I almost never leave my bike anywhere that's not locked. Yeah. You know, uh, heard too many horror stories about that for sure you know um i think part of it too though is even if you're even if you're talking about a lunch hour thing or after work or whatever it is um maybe some like an accountability partner is mm-hmm. kind of part of the part of the answer i i've you know we've gone on a lot of a lot of bike trips, but on a daily basis, I tend to ride by myself. It's hard to coordinate with someone else yeah. in their schedule to be able to kind of partner ride places. Yeah. But accountability is a big part of it too. You're right. It's yeah. checking in and saying, Hey, what was going on? And sometimes it's not even, it's not, I, I would, I would say it's not aggressive accountability. It's just, Hey, what's going on today? How was your day? Et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I think sometimes just the basic questions can lead to, yeah. The conversation about, yeah, I didn't get a ride in or I didn't get some exercise in or whatever. Yeah. Been out on the trail lately. You know, people, when they ask that, to me, I get that question a lot. Several people know I like to ride on the trail and then I'll, and I'll think, oh, I haven't. <laughs> and then I feel convicted. Right. And then I'm willing to, to um, you know, do a little bit extra planning and, and, and take the bike with me and some extra gear so that on the way home from wherever I'm doing, wherever I'm working, I, then I can get a little ride. Yeah, that's so true. And I think it's kind of, I think gym memberships like this too, you pay for a gym membership. There's a little bit of guilt that comes with the fact if you're not using it. Yeah. An expensive bike or not even not an expensive bike, just having a bike, you know, hanging in your garage that you haven't touched in a while. You're like, crap, I should get out there and <laughs> yeah, look probably at make thing. use of it. It's taunting this. me. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly if you, you spend, you know, any significant money on a bike, then you're like, okay, I've spent all this money on this really nice bike with all this nice gear and here it sits. And it I, is. I mean, we're all guilty of that and lots of different things, I guess, but yeah, yeah it's uh, a lot of it just comes down to habits. I think 
mm-hmm. trying to find some habits where you can put some time in and yeah well that's part of the other thing the other big barrier you know i i categorize one of the barriers is me you know stress whatever it is you know you've got stuff that's going to keep you from doing it feeling like going out even though in a, in a cerebral way i know that the answer to that the antidote is to get my butt out there right and I know that once I'm out there, you know, uh, if if three out of seven days I've been out on the trail, I feel better, you know? Yeah. You know, I would be interested. I'm sure there's some statistics out there, but I would love to know more about, and of course, it, it's it, maybe it's difficult to measure, but I wonder what percentage of mental health is improved just by routine physical exercise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've read some numbers, and I you know, I couldn't quote them right now, but for sure, absolutely, definitely an improvement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the things I think any therapist would tell you or ask you is, how are your habits in general, mm-hmm. like yeah. smoking, drinking, eating, mm-hmm. and then how are your how's your daily exercise habit? Yep. And sleep is on there as well. And sleep falls in there, which is an important component to biking too. Any kind of exercise is the recovery time. Mm -hmm. Are you allowing yourself enough time? And that certainly doesn't improve as we age. (laughs) Right. Recovery takes a little longer, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I was actually looking back, speaking of age, I was actually looking back at the uh, title or the the description that was written about this podcast when Mm -hmm. we first started it. And it still had 40-something-year-old biker bike bikers oh i kind of wish that were the case and <laughs> i had to go change it because you and i are both 52 now so yeah oh. if you're out there and you're a you know mid 50s or a 50 year old plus person there's a lot of us still out there riding and exercising and doing things yeah. but and younger too but i also look at when i look at the podcast information i look at demographics and we certainly our demographic is the 40 plus year yeah, old person yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings me to something else, too, that I was thinking about. And one of the things that helps me, and has recently in particular, um, to to engage and get out there more is is consuming certain content. So, you know, there's a Facebook group that's 50-plus cyclists and some bikepacker things um, and, you know, YouTube podcasts and things. And so I've been purposely seeking those out. Yeah, that's true. Watching help. watching those kind of mm. things, the stories about people that are taking trips or riding or, you know, yeah. doing adventures or whatever, definitely can be a motivator to stay mm-hmm. active and out there and yeah. and trying it. But I haven't found that many, and maybe this is a clue of something we should, you know, spend some time documenting, but I don't see that many adventures that are taking place in what you know it seems like optimal conditions are usually when people are doing it they're like oh yeah. i, I yeah. rode across you know yeah i was riding Missouri across sardinia was... <laughs> here's the blue water right <laughs> coastal views make riding a whole lot easier etc cetera, etc cetera. it's not often i live in the middle of the country it's yeah. 12 degrees and I'm i rode through a swamp bike. today i've tried to backpack <laughs> You know, it's those aren't the ones that are are you know as enticing to watch. Let's just say yeah. as some of the others, but they're they're much more practical. And but again, maybe that's not a motivator to see somebody freezing their tail off. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I don't want to yeah. get out there and do that. Well, and maybe that's where planning your route comes in a little bit. You know, if you can find a place where you know, okay, I can get to the end of this, and there's a place to warm up. Yeah, 
you know, I mean, I love to camp and things, but I also like to like to warm up my feet. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Um, planning some routes that have some real respite is probably probably pretty helpful. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and some of these um, topics that have come up on some of the like Facebook groups that someone will post, hey, uh, I had a crash. And look at my face. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they'll put a selfie up there. And and then you think, you know, it's it's interesting that not everyone's going to bear their soul that way. But then everybody there seemed to be like, hey, man, kudos for getting out there anyway. Yeah. And look at you. You know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of folks would hang it up. One crash and the game's over. But uh, – yeah, and there's some, I'd say, some crashes and scary incidences with cars. We talked yeah. about that oh, recently. Yeah. There's a few times we've been on a couple rides and, um, you know, <laughs> we kind of got pushed pushed over a little by a, a big RV one time on mm-hmm. the Natchez Trace. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just um, those aren't things that are motivators, I guess, oftentimes right. as you think about that cycling yeah. can be dangerous. And, mm-hmm. you know, even on Ragbri which, you know, is the bike across Iowa that happens every year. They have an air, like a one-mile section of that that is a bike in silence for the number of cyclists that are mm. were lost that year. Oh. And it's mm. kind of, I, I don't remember the numbers, but it's kind of astounding the number of people that are killed yeah. by being hit on a bicycle. So it's dangerous. And that's that's not a motivator either. Yeah, you don't take it lightly, you know. I mean, no, don't don't tell my wife that. <laughs> Uh, they already know it. Here's, yeah. here's a tip. They already know it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the solutions too. It's for me, it's just knowing that my wife is very supportive of that 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 time, whether it's, you know, um taking a couple hours when we have company and going out and riding, or, you know, taking several days to go on a on a on a trip that really is meaningful. You know, yeah. very supportive. And oftentimes doesn't include them. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're off on your own doing a, a bikepacking thing. Occasionally there are people I know that whose spouses ride with them and do those types of trips. But my wife does not have any interest in, number one, riding a bicycle, and number two, in a lot of camping. She just mm-hmm. does not enjoy that yeah. concept. Yeah. So, Yeah. So we talked about engineering some trips where, where you know the the ladies will just sort of uh, uh, meet us at places along along a route, right. and uh, and then you then you sort of break it up and you schedule a couple days of you know just kind of fun touristy things. Yeah, you sleep in a real bed, take a real shower, right? And uh, which we all kind of like anyway. Oh yeah, the bikepacking yeah. people. Occasionally we we grab a hotel room or whatever to kind of clean up, warm up, or just. Yeah, Relax, do, do some laundry, <laughs> cover, wood laundry, yeah, yeah, all those things. So. Yeah, so, and I think that's part of it too. When I'm when I'm struggling to get out and about, is I think, okay, you know, this is going to help me stay in shape for something like that, and then I can, I can plan a trip that's a little bit more meaningful, you know, really kind of recharge, you know. But yeah, I, I I haven't obviously haven't figured it all out, but I, I'm 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 working on really focusing on that this this winter i've done a pretty good job so far but i haven't been challenged with terrible weather yeah yeah that's true we'll it see. hasn't really gotten cold or really snowed or yeah. anything yet here 
Yeah. Seriously. What else did you have? Anything else on your list? Not really. It's mainly just that. Okay. You know, um, uh, having a routine helps too if you can do it. Yeah. You know, even if it's, even if it's, so I've, I've got this map or this route rather in the neighborhood that allows me to click off 10 miles. It's kind of repetitive. It's kind of quick too. And my thought is, I've done it a few times. My thought is on those days that, you know, I don't have the time or, or whatever that I really can't spare uh, or just can't get out there for that length of time. Cause you know, I love to go for like a 40 mile ride. That's kind of what I love to do when I'm up to it. Um, sometimes you just can't. And so having an alternate route that's shorter and it's, it's a easier box to check. Well, we talked about, we just talked about 40 miles. I mean, that's a three or four hour ride. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the time, yeah, then clicking that off is hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think even if a person can get one of those 40 milers in, like even, even if it's during the regular season, we've talked about this one good long ride within some shorter rides in between the weekdays or something, mm -hmm. will get you to a fitness level that'll let you do some some bikepacking. Yeah. Once you really kind of hit, it seemed to me like, once I kind of really hit that 30 to 40 mile range, well, then 50 or 60 wasn't that much harder, right. I guess. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my point. Yeah. And so if you were going to do those average, you know, 50 mile days or whatever they are, you can really achieve it without much more wear and tear on the body. Yeah. I think so. And then if you can do those on a regular basis, the forties or whatever year, it's easier to, on a whim, take a longer ride, you know, yeah. you know, without even really planning for it. You can say, okay, someone, you know, says, Hey, I'm going to do this 60 mile thing. And you can just do it without much concern because you know, your equipment's kind of tuned up, you know, your body's tuned up, you know, you've got all the stuff you need kind of planned out. So I think that's, if you can do it, yeah, know, it's going to be challenging. We'll see how January and February go. So, if you look back at your 2023 in review from a biking or exercise perspective, mm. how would you rate it? Like, if you looked at, <clears throat> and you may not remember all of the details, I fully understand that. Yeah. You know, we're not looking at like how many places you rode, but if you look at it as a whole, kind of throughout the year, how would you rank it? You know, I yeah, I don't think I did a great job. I didn't do a good job in 2023. I didn't really get anything major, like any real big, long, exciting rides, I don't think, um, that involved true bikepacking. You know, I did get to do a couple exciting things, um, but I wasn't disciplined with my with my riding and maintenance. I did get to take some rides in, in South Dakota with my son. They yeah. were more like day rides. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. I, what time of year was that again? Remind me. Um, I gotta think. I think it's probably around uh, September. Was it fall? I couldn't maybe. remember. But it was warm up there. You yeah. know, uh, there sure were still some mosquitoes. <laughs> Tell you that. <laughs> Where'd you ride at? Um, so we kind of went to Wall and used that kind of as a base for a little bit, and then we camped at a KOA. Um, but uh, I rode through the Badlands a little bit, just on the road. Yeah, uh, and then I did get to ride the Mickelson Trail, so that goes on the on the wind in the wind column. But you know, I didn't camp, you know, but I did. I would ride, and then you know, my son would pick me up, and we would stay somewhere. Uh, I wasn't in the best shape, and I wasn't really prepared to do a whole bunch more. But um, that that would probably be the highlight. Cool. It was, it was worth going. Yeah, I would recommend anybody put the Mickelson Trail on their list. It's worth going. Very cool. Where else did you ride? Do you ride any place, anything else? 
she did a little bit in Florida. Brenda and I went down, but I, yeah. you know, I, I mainly just did some day rides and stuff. I don't think. Did you do anything for Lizzie's? They Walk. sure did not. I volunteered yeah. out there for them. It, history there, there's a, for the listener, there's a, uh, a charity organization called Lizzie's Walk of Faith. It was a, a girl that we know their family. She had um, cancer. Which what was it? It was uh, osteosarcoma. Osteosarcoma. There we go. It was in on her leg. So it was how it all started. But they do a charity run walk. Historically, you've done a bike thing mm-hmm. for it. They don't really care how you participate. It's just yeah. a fundraiser, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've done some crazy deals with that before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ridden across state a couple times, yeah. and yeah, rode through some some cake batter with a friend of ours, Miguel. Right. Right. <laughs> Call it cake batter. The uh, the Rock Island Spur was was not in its uh, dry and and comfortable version. Yes, form. yes. Well, if I was going to summarize my 2023, it would be a bicycle that sat in the garage almost the entire year. I don't mm-hmm. think I rode more than three times, and if I did, they were all short rides. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Uh, those who follow along with me personally know that I kind of am into sailing stuff. Boat never left the slip this year. Mm-hmm. Um, bike rarely left the garage this year. Um, it was just, I don't know. Uh, I don't have any excuses other than I was just lazy in many yeah. ways. There were weekends were busy with a lot of stuff with, uh, my wife's doing, my wife, and my son do photo video stuff. And so I was busy with helping them do stuff. And yeah, I went, uh, did do a lot of walking this year. That would be the only win. But when it comes to like biking and, or, uh, sailing or anything like that really didn't get anything. But I, I probably put more miles in walking than I ever have in my entire life. And I, the reason for that was is because I thought it translated well to some of those photo, video things that the wife and son are doing because uh, those weekends are all day on your feet kind of a thing, weddings, things like that. And so I spent more time trying to kind of do walking stuff and to try to sort of improve those. Yeah. And so that's where I've poured more time into, not to mention it's a good time to carry a camera around and mm-hmm. take photos of stuff. And then last February, we did a lot of um, walking too. This is, that was the second year that we had done a February. That's our vacation time, basically. We've just kind of decided we don't, we don't take vacation anytime during the year, and we kind of throw it, lump it all into February. And we did a lot of traveling around. Uh, we started in South Carolina and worked our way down to Florida through Savannah and different places. But each, we went to kind of a different location every day or two, mm-hmm. all the way around Florida, all the way back through to New Orleans, and did a tremendous amount of walking then and a lot of just street photography type mm-hmm. stuff, walking around, taking pictures of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it might be similar this year, but I think we're going to shake it up a little bit. But yeah. so walking was kind of like the highlight for 2023 for me. But I uh, I do have this. I've, I've told you this. I'm, I'm kind of been longing to do a little camping okay. and uh, yeah. staring a little bit more at the bike stuff, <laughs> watching a few yeah. more biking videos again uh, on the Internet. Just yeah. like you said, those are the things that kind of can motivate you to mm-hmm. want to do different things. Yeah. Seeing some of these, I recently watched a video of a guy who was with his dad, actually. Now, they were they were from, I think they were from England somewhere. But they biked across the U.S. Ah, uh, yeah. Him and his dad. And it was just, cool. 
it was bike packing, but they were on mostly trail trail or gravel bikes or road bikes. It kind of looked like yeah, more of that style. Uh, that was a fun. It was one long video, you know, and he had he had chopped it down so that it wasn't it was bearable to watch. It didn't take hours and hours, and uh, it was really fun to watch. Yeah, this story of this father son kind of bike across the U.S. and they actually came through Missouri and rode the Katy Trail. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that was one of their routes. To get across uh, yeah. Missouri, oh, that's that's neat. Uh, I I go through hot spells, hot and cold spells, with actual videos. Yeah, you know, um, but I'm uh, I'm I'm sort of starting to really watch some more because, like you say, it does it 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 uh, feeds the the desire to do that, and then you get some good ideas. You know, you might yeah. even overcome some of your own barriers. You think, well, you know, what keeps me from doing this is this piece of gear or something someone has solved the problem whatever you're encountering somebody has already figured it out somewhere yeah and some of those things that are solvable um require your constant feedback or use so yeah you know the solution to a sore butt is to ride more <laughs> yeah there is no product mm. there are products that will make it better yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, nice bike shorts or yeah. chamois cream or all mm -hmm. those things. But then the reality of nothing is going to repair your butt but time in the saddle and, mm -hmm. and yeah. healing. Yep. You just have to ride. Yeah. I don't know how many times we've had that conversation on either mm -hmm. videos or podcasts, but the secret to riding a long time is to, to keep riding. Yep. A lot. Oh, yeah. Time in the saddle. For sure. What about 2024? You got any big plans? You think thoughts, things you're thinking about? Well, setting any goals? We're putting uh, it on. We're putting it. We're putting it on paper, as they say with this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I haven't. I'm probably going to chew on that because uh, a couple things that I've I've wanted to do that I just haven't. I, I'd kind of liked, and they're close to home. You know, we have this uh, Route 66 bike route that's not far from here. Mm, I didn't know that. Um, it's uh, the Adventure Cycling Association has a route. You know, it goes the whole way, but... Uh, is it Highway 50 stuff? I think part of it is. Part, part of Highway 50? Yeah. And I think I just would like to tackle at least the local part of that. Where would you start, you think? Well, honestly, I've, I would probably do one of two things. I would either uh, have someone drop me off in St. Louis and start whatever section goes through there, or I would just start in my garage and leave <laughs> and, and find my way down there. I like Maybe that. it goes to Sedalia and head south in 65. I'm not sure. But uh, just end up somewhere on that on that route and then just follow it until uh, either I decided I needed to start coming back or, you know, um, usually I get my wife or one of the one of the boys to come pick me up and extract right. me from mm -hmm. wherever I've gotten myself into trouble. Or in the past, you have gotten a U-Haul van or a, yeah. a, car, a rental car. One-way like rental. One-way rental type yeah. thing. Yeah, I could do that. Now, we have some friends in Oklahoma. Maybe I could go down and, and hang with them for a day or two. That would be fun. And then Brenda would come, and we'd all goof off for a few days, and then, then I'd have a ride home. Yeah. So that, that, that would be on the list for sure. The other thing that I really want to do, and I was going to try and you know rope you into this at some point because it's, it's, it's probably a bad idea. <laughs> Is is I think I think Death Valley is calling. We've talked about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I've I've had a little bit of an inkling to want to do some Southwest stuff again too, and it's yeah. just because of a few video again, a few videos oh, I've yep. watched that yep. people doing you. crazy crap out there. Yeah. Also, I've always wanted to do the 
you know, the gap. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to ride that. That's one of those, uh, the CNO and the gap mm-hmm. kind of all go together. Um, I don't know why. I think because I've seen some of the outtakes of that and yeah. it's a cool trail. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no. Which history there, yeah, lots of history. stuff to do. And you know, you're not going to be, you know, um, there's a few things like that, that we've, uh, talked about. There's, there's the Erie Canal Trail, mm-hmm. I think would be pretty cool to experience, but that's, that's probably something that's summertime type riding. Yeah. And then we've talked about, there's that trail in New York. Yeah. The Empire State Trail. The Empire State Trail. It's an enormous network. Yes. I have some interest in that, and it's odd for me to think this because I'm usually a guy who wants to go south. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That looks appealing. It does. It really does. Yeah. There's so much. And there's just so many miles up there. You can can pick a... Pick a segment or two and 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 spend a lot of time. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah. So, but Lord knows I have to get my butt in shape to do that. I literally yeah. get my butt in shape. Yeah, um, it's as much the butt as it is the legs. I'm convinced. Yeah, because some of those have some climb and a little bit mm-hmm. of, you know, the Continental Divide is part of the Ceno Gap section. Mm-hmm. So you're riding, you know, it's, even though it's a steady incline, it's uh, yeah, you're still climbing. Yeah, climb is a climb. It's yeah. a climb. Still moving mass up a hill. It's a song after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Any other 2024 places you've been considering? No, those are probably the ones that are that are more on my radar that I think would be feasible. You know, I've always kind of wanted to uh try out part of the uh what they call the um Mississippi River Trail. Yeah, I think that kind of follows the Great River Road, doesn't it? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, and that just seems like I don't know. I have this romanticized idea of Huckleberry. ending up in New Orleans. Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer yeah. kind of feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I kind of want to, the river, if you're from Missouri and you've ever been to Hannibal, you think about the rivers. That's true. And you have this, again, romanticized version of of what, what it could be like. I kind of grew up clo- relatively close to the river, and, and I think that a little bit of the romance is gone every time I think about all the mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they can be pretty thick, but it's probably manageable. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cool. But to start north and see some of it, that might be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, the northern Midwest states do a good job with their bike trails. I think they put some real resources toward it. Probably better than the southern states, if Mm -hmm. we were honest about it. Mm -hmm. And we spent some time on the Natchez Mm -hmm. Trace. And that, while that's a very popular route, it was busier than I expected. Yeah, with vehicle vehicle traffic. traffic. Mm Because it has both vehicles and a lot of motorcycles. Yep. And a lot of cyclists, too. But that was way more traffic than I actually kind of thought it might be it yeah. is a scenic drive and it's supposed to be 50 like 50 miles an hour on the whole thing mm-hmm. or something like that but yeah. i guarantee you there's some people going faster than 50 miles an hour <laughs> yeah yeah one of them was an rv that almost ran us off the road sort of yeah yeah it was it was uncomfortably close that's what i always say yeah for sure but we had some fun down there we had some cold weather some storms yeah a serious <laughs> storm that seemed that someone flipped a switch as soon as a rain fly was on the tent. It's true. We were shouting right. across across the campsite in tents. That was uh, Jerry's introduction to Instagram also <laughs> during that time period. Yeah. He started uh, 
really investigating Instagram at that point. So Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up. If you've been listening and you've made it this long, thanks for following along for our rambles. Uh, we're on Spotify and every place else that does podcasts. Like and subscribe, all that good jazz everybody says. Leave a review. That really does help the podcast. And uh, we've been trying to get these in regularly. If nothing else, just we have a time to blather about bicycling together. We will see you again in the next episode.